Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. A nice Chianti. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. This week, we have something kind of fun, whimsical, inventive, a little showy. It's a tortuga de sel, which means a turtles of salt. And while there are no turtles involved, there is quite, quite a quantity of kosher salt necessary for this. So what we're doing is... We're going to be preparing rock Cornish game hens within a shell of solid kosher salt. Now, you can use lots of different types of poultry for this, and the smaller the bird gets, the less salt you'll have to use. So, you know, the Cornish hen was a nice compromise between a full-size chicken versus, you know, having to deal with uh, with specialty poultry like squab or partridge or pheasant. Yeah, so squab, partridge, pheasant, quail, these smaller birds would work really nicely with this. And whenever you, when you prepare this, you can either serve it as, as like this unit, as like this, this rock of salt that you, that your guests crack open to reveal, you know, the bird inside, or you can do what I do, did in, in show it off beforehand but then break it out and plate it individually you can also if you're if you're doing this as part of a, a party or a theme or something like that they could be called dinosaur eggs or gremlin cocoons or all kinds of different things you can you can have fun with it but basically what we're doing is we're going to have a, a seasoned cornish hen and we're going to encase that in approximately a half inch of kosher salt all the way around so that it forms like an egg essentially and that's what it's going to be cooked in in, the, in an oven now two questions that come up immediately number one is does this make the hen unpalatably salty like does this ruin it with salt does this over salt the food no, it does not. First of all, the salt is only in contact with the bird during the cooking period. It's not like you're not going to make these ahead of time and let them like marinate or 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 dry brine in the salt. So you're going to form them into the tortugas and then straight into the oven. So you're looking at about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes worth of contact between the skin and, and the salt. It's not. It's not going to have a lot of time to utilize osmosis to, to pull the salt into the flesh of the bird and express a, a salty brine and back and forth, back and forth. It's basically just going to be a surface seasoning from that salt. Secondly, with regard to the salt, 99% of the salt is just touching other salt. Like only the salt on the exact layer that's in contact with the bird is going to make, make contact with the what's going to be eaten eventually. So it's really not a ridiculous quantity of salt in contact with the food that's going to be consumed, essentially. Second question is, is there a practical benefit to this cooking method? And technically, yes. <laughs> However, this is definitely done for show and to impress uh, a guest or, you know, Instagram or whatever, but there is a culinary benefit to cooking a, a game bird, a piece of poultry, a piece of meat or something like that, completely encased in salt like that. And what it is, is salt is not a very good conductor of heat. 
similar to cast iron in that regard. People think that cast iron is like a really good conductor, and it's not. It takes a lot of energy to build up a, a, a charge of heat in a cast iron pan. And then it takes a long time for that pan to discharge that heat once some cold food goes into it. And that's what gives you the, the benefit of using cast iron for certain types of cooking. Salt, similarly, is not a great conductor of heat. It takes a lot of thermal energy to heat salt to a point where it's doing the cooking. And then it's a very slow discharge period to dump that heat into whatever it is that it's wrapped around or involved with. When they have these big solar electricity generation plants out in the desert, they'll have a bunch of mirrors around a tower and it's focusing the solar energy, the heat and the light on this tower, which is a molten salt reactor. Essentially, it's it's salt that gets heated up to the point where it's like lava. And then that takes such a long time to lose that energy that overnight that heat can be used to produce steam for a turbine and it's like a thermal battery to continue producing electricity when the sun isn't shining anymore and that's we're not taking it up to the molten phase but we are going to utilize the thermal properties of salt to essentially create an individual like bespoke dutch oven for each cornish hen dutch oven made out of salt Okay, so that's what we're doing. The result is going to be similar to cooking in a um, in a Dutch oven or in a crock pot or just a covered, you know, a piece of meat in a moist environment where the steam isn't escaping. So it, it, it has a lot of thermal feedback, which is going to make it very tender. It's going to retain a lot of juices. Those juices aren't going to have anywhere to go. You can take it up to maximum temperature and then very slowly bring that temperature back down so those juices get locked up inside of the, the muscle tissue and redistributed through the flesh of the of the bird that you're eating there. So it does it does produce a very easily consumed product on the on the back end and it will be delightfully seasoned and not overly salted um, but yeah let's get into the recipe it's super simple the ingredients are it's secondary to the process i mean this is a process recipe right for this we are using four cornish hens a single lemon a single yellow onion and some fresh herbs from the garden. I use garlic, chive, oregano, and a little bit of sage. You could use parsley. You could use fennel. You could use any, whatever, tarragon, savory, whatever flavors you would want to impart into poultry. Thyme would be a, a classic choice, but you're gonna use some herbs, fresh, chop them up. We're going to put one quarter of a lemon into eat, into the cavity of each bird. We're going to put a handful of diced onion and, you know, a, a, a healthy pinch of the fresh herbs inside and then coat the exterior with the leftover herbs. On a cookie sheet, we're going to lay some parchment paper down. Now, this isn't strictly necessary. I, I did this this way because I was going back and forth about whether or not I was going to serve the Cornish hens fully encased in salt and then have them be broken open at the table or if I was going to break them open and plate them. I did end up breaking them open and plating them, but had I decided to serve them fully encased, I feel like it would have been easier to transfer them from the baking sheet to a bowl or a plate or a platter 
if they had the parchment paper underneath. I didn't get to test that theory, but yeah, do whatever you want to do there. So got that parchment paper down. We make a bed of kosher salt. Oh, you know what? I, I should stop before we do that. We get all of our salt. We're using like three pounds of salt per bird because that's how much it took to, you know, build it up like a, a snowman, <laughs> snowman base. Two to that three pounds of salt, I added a cup to a cup and a half of water and then mixed that by hand. It would give it the consistency of wet sand, which was enough structure to build it up around the birds so that you're not just pouring loose salt into a pile. So you, you use that, you make a base of salt on the parchment paper, you set your your stuffed and seasoned Cornish hen on the base of salt, and then just using handfuls of salt, you pack it in and you press it together. And you basically form a ball of salt around, around the hen. If you wanted to truss the birds first, you could. It might help a little bit with keeping the shape, but I was able to kind of hold the legs together by packing the salt in tight from opposite directions and it worked fine prior to getting all this started i should i didn't really go in order here get that oven preheated to 400 degrees okay then you get your your hens packed in the salt and then into the oven for one hour 60 minutes and then whenever you remove them after 60 minutes, you want to carefully work a probe thermometer in through the salt shell into the meat of the bird. You want a, a temperature reading of at least 155 degrees, because at this point, we're going to let them sit and rest for like 15 or 20 minutes. And as long as they're over 155, the carryover heat, like the, the salt continuing to dump that heat into the, the center of the mass of each one of these tortugas will bring that finished temperature up to 165 degrees. I think whenever I pulled mine, they were at 161 and then they, they carried over to like 172, 173, something like that. Okay. So 15 to 20 minutes, letting them, letting them rest fully encased. Now, like I said, you can, you can then transfer those, those orbs into a large bowl or a large plate or something like that for your guests to, to break open themselves, or you can break them open and get them out of their encapsulation and onto a plate for them. Whenever you do this, I used a wooden mallet to crack the salt shell and then like the handle of the the mallet to separate it and and it stays together pretty pretty well it's not like it crumples all around it like you can pull it off like think about cracking a hard-boiled egg whenever you peel the shell off you get like big pieces of shell that come off same thing will happen with this some of the loose salt will obviously stick to the skin and it'll be seasoning but the vast majority of the salt 99.9 percent .9 is going to come off with the salt shell as you peel it away from the bird when you crack that open and you start to separate the salt segments do be careful because there could be a lot of steam built up inside and that would kind of be forced out of whatever fissures you create in the surface of that salt and you don't want to burn your you know, hands pulling that open you kind of crack them and let them sit there for a minute and then open them up gently because the birds are cooked even though it's this like high heat like an intensity of the heat like the heat the salt becomes the heat source like think about your oven is the primary heat source it is heating the salt and then the salt is cooking the cornish hen so that heat source is right next to the flesh of the bird it cooks it very thoroughly 
and almost like pressure cooker, although you're not going to get like atmospheric pressure differences inside of the salt shell than outside. It's the same sort of intense, close heat that cooks us all the way through and, and gives you a real nice doneness to it. But it's, it's not going to give you any mylard reaction on the exterior. You're not going to get like a sear or a browning or anything like that. So if you want a nicely golden brown, crispy skinned finish on the bird, once you open up that salt shell, you can use a creme brulee torch to run over the skin and toast that up and get some color and texture on the skin there. It'll actually... It should crisp that skin up very quickly because a lot of the surface moisture in the skin is going to have been wicked away into the salt. Like the salt's going to draw that moisture out of the skin. So you can crisp it up very quickly with the torch. I torched one of them just for the sake of, of appearances in the imager album that's linked in the show notes. But the other three I just kind of left as they were out of out of the salt they tasted fantastic the skin will be tender it's not going to be rubbery or chewy or anything like that but it's really nice it's, it's playful it's fun it's interesting and of course you know you you serve this to somebody who isn't familiar with it they will just think it's remarkable how it's a perfectly seasoned flavorful delicious piece of poultry and not just a salt lick <laughs> it's not like eating a bag of pretzels it's really good. All right, so uh, give that one a shot. It's fun. Maybe maybe do it for Halloween or, you know, when you have a viewing party for the next uh, Jurassic Park movie. Make yourself some dinosaur eggs, some tor tortuga to sell, and, uh, you know, have fun with your food. Thanks a lot.